Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the REC Podcast, brought to you by REC Comics and Collectibles. I'm your host, Roman Chavez, and with me, as always, Eric Icarus. Joining us on the show today, ah, uh, you just smell that? Just the ocean? It's moderately priced tuna. The big tuna! Yeah, it's, uh, it's salt water for you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you remember, kids, when you buy your fish, it should have supple eyes. shouldn't be in an odor of the uh, uh, a funk. It should smell very clean. Odor of funk was my high school band. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram at REC Podcast. You can follow myself at Roman REC Podcast. And you can follow the shop at REC Comics. Check us out there. And if you're in Colorado Springs, 7679 North Union Boulevard in Colorado Springs, 80920. Gentlemen. Eric, how are you? Good, good. Big tuna? I'm um, good. We haven't seen you guys in a little while. We've been busy and lazy and all kinds of things, but uh, we've been working, kids. We've been working. And uh, we had to have something of a what I would call an emergency show, uh, because big things have happened. Spider-Man No Way Home has come out, and Hawkeye uh, is about to have its season finale, actually tonight, going in tomorrow, and we had lots and lots and lots of things to talk to you about. Um, let's see, what do we want to start out with? Should we start off with what, No Way Home? or with, or we'll with, start uh, with No Way Home, yeah. All right, so we're going to talk some No Way Home spoilers, kids, and Hawkeye spoilers. So if you have not seen the show uh, or the uh, film yet, just go ahead and, and, and stop this and come back to us because we're talking mega spoilers. We're so excited. It's a lot of things that, uh, that we all enjoy. So spoilers from here on out. That's your last big warning, okay? Oh, my God, No Way Home was so good. I cried so many times. I loved it so much. Me and Eric actually went and watched it on uh, opening night, Thursday night. Uh, Big Tuna saw it actually today in preparation for life, really. he I'm upset you hadn't watched it until then, but that's fine. Yeah, Whatever. Fair enough. Whatever. Uh, I loved it. He thought it was good. It's well, good. fine. It's whatever. Uh, and the Big Tuna. I uh, Yeah, I really liked it because I think it was definitely um, a really risky story to tell. Mm-hmm. It had a lot of danger to become too convoluted, too complex, or too overfilled. Yeah. And the runtime, you know, it's it's definitely, it, it feels like it runs like maybe 10 minutes too long. Mm. Uh, but I enjoyed everything, though. Yeah. And if I were to sit down and be like, okay, what do I have to cut out? That might be a little hard, maybe a little bit from the beginning. Like mm-hmm. really drew out the whole, you know, my life, my secret identity's been exposed yeah. for quite a while and stuff. But um, yeah, a lot of good additions to the universe. They really wrapped up. Um, it, it feels weird, but like it felt like they really wrapped up the other Spider-Man stories. It did, you know, it did. They were they were able to put some uh, some bows on the end of some things, and uh, obviously with, with him just saying that, and hopefully you again watched it. Uh, we did get everything that we predicted. Uh, this was one of those very very strange things. It was, it was like knowing. What you had under the Christmas tree, you knew you knew the size of the boxes when you when you shook them when you weren't supposed to be. You, you heard exactly what what you thought, and how ridiculous is that? It it was everything we thought, and it still blew me away. Yeah. It still exceeded my expectations. We did get multiple Spider Men, as it were, uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming back into the fold. How could they not do it, given, you know, what we had seen in the trailers with Doc Ock, uh, hearing um, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, and then actually seeing him? Dude, he stole the show for me. Yeah. I, I think Willem Dafoe is the, uh, is the bright spot, and some of the articles that have come out, which unfortunately, if you hadn't seen it, you know, 
I mean, the headlines were spoiling this movie, man. I mean, they even I saw a couple headlines like on Hollywood Reporter or Vanity, I can't remember. But you know, Willem Dafoe uh, only agreed to come back if he had, could actually like do some like stunt work and mm. do some do some actual story stuff. He didn't want to be what did they call it like a power cameo? Yeah, and he wasn't. Like, very part of the story really showed us again, because it's been a long time since, I mean, it's been since him, since the first movie, since we've had a usable Green Goblin. Mm -hmm. Uh, The one in Amazing Spider-Man was hot garbage, guys, let's just say it. Completely throwaway. And there was some speculation that we might get that Hobgoblin or Green Goblin. Thank God we did not. I was, it, it had to be Willem Dafoe. And not only was it, but he added to the we had already forgiven him for like it's not his choice that the costume design sucked oh my gosh like having him now i would say his new costume was a little goofy but had a lot of precedent in comics Mm -hmm. and his just version of norman osborne is so good and he hadn't looked like he aged you know he's always looked pretty rough yeah but he looks exactly the same yeah i know that they de-aged alfred molina they had i don't know how much they did for willem dafoe Mm -hmm. um you know but um yeah and and kind of to go back to what you were saying about like the christmas tree analogy sort of like going into empire strikes back knowing that darth vader is luke's father Mm -hmm. but like not realizing Mm -hmm. he's actually a white guy Ah, so like God. but no but here's the thing even though even though there were some of those things that were expected a lot of unexpected things happened too. Yes. I did like the the way the the resolution worked ultimately that they were able to to cure to fix the heroes mm-hmm. or the the villains um and you know so often in the stories you know they're redeemed at the very end at the point of death Dr. Yes. Rock you know and, and so yeah and even even a, a green goblin when his dying words are like, don't tell Harry. Yeah. You know, and it becomes kind of, so like there's a little bit of like a redemptive arc at the end of each of those heroes in a way sometimes, but like this was a way to actually like repair the damage that had been mm-hmm. done. And so I was, I was glad to see it wasn't just going to be a, like we have to defeat the bad guys. We have to defeat Sandman. We have to defeat, you know, and it became a mission to cure them, to kind of help them from save them from themselves. Yes, exactly. Something that I, uh, Kevin Feige, you, you and your team, you guys are geniuses. You, you keep fighting. Even, even when uh, this uh, how how magicians work type thing. You remember those shows on Fox yeah. where they would show you the the tricks, you jerks. Even with this type of where we saw everything in the trailers, the internet we're so sensitive to spoilers and like threads. I mean that Brazilian trailer with with the lizard getting punched out of nowhere by. I mean, spoilers, kids. The Invisible Woman. Um, it, they still managed to yeah. to do something. You're like, oh, this is what Sony had been missing is actually like putting a lot of thought into their storytelling. Mm-hmm. And they were like, and Kevin Feige's like, we're going to fix what you've done. You got a lot of good things. I thought it was a great idea to have Alfred Molina come in and then have him kind of be helpful yeah. to the spider yeah. people. Um, very smart since we know that they were pulled out of earlier, you know, before their deaths. Uh, them figuring out and going through the motion of, oh, hey, he needs that chip replaced because the tentacles are controlling him, which is just so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie Foxx just being ja- hot Jamie Foxx out there, you know? He, yeah, he was in it a little bit more than I thought he was going to yeah. be. I was kind of expecting him to be kind of like the, like, oh, yeah, kind of yeah. cameo guy. But, like, it was good that they showed him, like, struggling because his character, like, had been so, and they addressed his appearance change uh-huh. and stuff, but, like, his character had been so, like, uh, thought he was worthless and in mm-hmm. um, uh, insignificant and all those things that, like, 
oh, yeah, they're going to cure me, but they're just going to make me normal. Like, I'm glad they continue to show that struggle. Yeah. That wasn't just a matter of, like, a quick fix. And I didn't think they were actually going to have Thomas Hayden Church. I thought we were just going to see sand. sand yeah. Um, you know, there are there are lots of plot, you know, holes, and, and we're not going to touch on, on all of them. You find them, you let them destroy your own things, but for the most part, A-plus, high marks. Um, do we talk about her? I mean, I guess we should. Yeah. The, probably the biggest... Uh, and arguably the best kind of uh, reveal or, or thing that happened, uh, plot point, is Aunt May gets got by the glider, by Green Goblin, even though there hadn't been a Norman Osborn yet, or I don't think ever now, because you, I don't think you could bring in another Norman Osborn. I mean, you could just bring in, you know, this Earth's uh, Willem Dafoe, but... Uh, Having her die in this and just completely negating the Uncle Ben storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, you have oh, – I got to tell my wife not to watch this episode now. And she's been fiending for an episode. But sorry, babe. You haven't watched the movie yet. We're going to have to watch it. You can't – oh, I got to remember. Sorry. Having her get killed, man. Like, oh, dude, it broke my heart. It was beautiful. The friggin' fight inside of the uh, Happy's like penthouse, yeah. that was a brutal fight. Like mm-hmm. Peter's getting messed up. By Norman Osborn. And again, because I don't think a lot of people really got how vicious Norman Osborn was to Peter. And man, we got to see it here. We got mm-hmm. to see it here. What was something the unexpected that really, uh, you know, what was something that shocked you in the movie that, that you were like, I think you hit all of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, was, that, was, that was the beef. That mm-hmm. was the beef. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think this does for the rest of the MCU? Because it sets up a lot of stuff because, again, at the end, Peter makes everybody forget that he was Spider-Man and that even really Peter Parker exists. People know that Spider-Man exists. This this is still established by the way that the, the end is. But the way that they kind of twist the No Way Home scenario in the comic book, um, Mephisto makes a deal with Peter and MJ because uh, somebody comes for Peter um, – and takes uh, hires an assassin. They take a shot at Peter. He moves. It hits Aunt May, and she's like on her deathbed. So MJ and Peter in comics, they, uh, Mephisto says, "Yeah, I'll take away this day, and it'll be like nothing happened. Uh, but I don't want your souls. I want your love. So you guys can't be together. Um, and that's what I want." MJ kind of sneaks away, makes like a side deal with him, but they agree, and they agree to sacrifice what they have together uh, so that Aunt May can live. So in this, Aunt May dies, and uh, the people that know a Peter Parker and know Peter Parker as Spider-Man, they're like coming in through the walls of reality, and it's just destroying reality. So Peter agrees to like, oh, just have nobody know me. If nobody knows me, they can't, they, you know, they're not going to be drawn here. Now, that doesn't mean that those cracks in reality are gone. We're seeing yet again more and more pieces of the multiverse of madness and what this means because I had just initially thought that it was going to be Wanda, what, what she did in Westview that was going to do this. But then we saw Loki and we saw the sacred timeline and the TVA and all of those things. And now we've seen Doctor Strange. It seems like it's going to be a culmination of these things. And the fact that, again, in Loki, guys, spoilers, three, two, one, that they kill a version of Kang that will then bring another version of Kang, which is so fascinating. It's a little mind-boggling, and there's got to be a lot of strings in a room somewhere. Mm -hmm. But all of those things are creating... This multiverse of madness. Well, and Kang is the villain. I mean, they cast 
I think Jonathan Majors yes. to play Kang in the next Ant Man, and by kind of putting him as the 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 kind of they're sort of tagging him as like the villain. So I think we're going to start to see even in Ant Man, which even though they deal with quantum realm stuff, it it, oh, it seemed like something that could be a little bit more removed from multiverse stuff. But maybe it's going to be like the lead in, uh-huh. like the 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 um, uh, the tip of the spear of yeah. the invasion, um, as it were, of Kang the Conqueror. Dude, like, I, I, and I could see Marvel even totally just like baiting and switching us and not having Kang be. Really, the big bad, like being the the Ant Man big bad, but you know, maybe maybe it's something else. Maybe it is a nihilist. Maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe I wish there was a scene in, in in No Way Home where like the fabric of reality is kind of tearing, and you're seeing like silhouettes of of people who know Peter Parker and know that he's Spider Man. I wasn't able to make out a bunch. I think everybody kind of saw the Rhino, but I, I wonder how many other realities were opening up. And if there was a, an illusion of Fantastic Four or the X-Men or, or whatever, um, I don't know. The This, I mean, this changes the game. This We're no longer the end game. We're in a new game. And it, it affords uh, Sony the ability to do their uh, Spider-Man movies and not necessarily need the MCU because we've been relying on Tony Stark and Stark Tech, and I think they did a good job of showing, like wrapping that up, how spoiled our or this version of Peter Parker is because he's had you know very much like in a, a, a Age of Ultron when they're ha- when they're talking on Clint's farm and, and Sam Jackson is there and he's like he's like you know used to have all the money in the world all the technology in the world now. We just have our guts and our or our wits and our will to save the world. And Peter is back down to that, that bare bones, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Um, Eric had a little uh, uh, happy moment in the film as well because as we had somewhat gotten some spoiling going on, uh, but we did get to see Charlie Cox yep, yep. as a lawyer, which again makes total sense, which I think now we for sure will see him in She-Hulk. Um, if we don't see Michelle Hulk, it'd be ridiculous, but, uh, it's really good. And I was talking to, to the tuna yesterday about this. I feel, and, and, and maybe I'm alone, but I feel like a lot of people kind of view the Netflix stuff, almost the same thing as we viewed Sony or even Fox in the past. But we have to remember that it would not be ridiculous for us to get Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio and, and Michael Coulter, uh, back because they were technically in the MCU, just kind of ancillary. They always referenced the, uh, they've referenced Captain America, Hulk, uh, the Battle of New York. Like, so those things did take place in MCU Prime. It's just they've been kind of over here being uh, watched by, by other people. So it, it's not as crazy as having uh, Tobey Maguire and, and, and Andrew Garfield or Hugh Jackman. And that's, that stuff's bananas. But this, they actually have roots in this world. So it makes total sense, which leads us into our next bit. I'm sure we have more No Way From Home, uh, things that we need to talk, No Way Home stuff to talk about. But Hawkeye, this amazing Disney Plus show has been my, it's been my favorite. We're five episodes in. We're about to start the six one two night at midnight, or I think one o'clock where we're at. And the big reveal in the last episode, um, spoilers was that the Kingpin is involved in this world. There had been many, many allusions to him. Uh, the the kept, big guy. The big guy, my uncle, because in the comic books, spoilers, kids, for those, uh, Echo is actually adopted by Kingpin because her dad gets killed by, um, I don't know who, who she's actually killed by, but in the comics, 
it's actually set up by the Kingpin, which actually seems like that's where we're going in uh, this show as well. Uh, but we finally saw like a, which was a weird cell phone, like, picture of him uh, meeting with Kate Bishop, uh, you know, our, our, our Lady Hawkeye's uh, mother. I actually saw No Way Home before I saw this, so uh, this would have definitely ruined the Daredevil cameo or the Matt Murdock cameo in No Way Home for me. But fortunately, that was, even though I, I assumed, it was a good surprise. Because where I thought it was going to happen was going to be at the precinct, and it ended up being uh, at the house at in, the house, in yeah. No Way Home. Eric, how amped are you for these additions to the MCU, and where do you think they can go? I mean, with Daredevil, with Kingpin, what do you want to see from those guys in MCU proper well, now? Just like you were saying, it's already, they were already part of the universe. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I... Don't know exactly know the Hawkeye lore enough to know, but but I mean for 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 the future of of, of Daredevil, mm -hmm. uh, what you did see in the uh, in the Netflix series, mm -hmm. what do you think that they where do where do they need to start with with uh, with Matt and and and, and Fisk oh, in this new MCU? I don't know, man. I mean, they, I think he, if they do another season of Hawkeye, they'd have to bring Matt in somehow. Okay. Have to. Do you, would you want to see another uh, a season of Daredevil, or do you just want to see Daredevil going into these different street oh, I'd hero love to shows? See another season of Daredevil. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we'll get it anytime soon. You don't think so? Uh, uh -uh. Yeah, I could see them wanting to incorporate those characters into some of the existing properties, where like um, maybe Jessica Jones shows up in She Hulk, or maybe oh. Luke Cage shows oh. up. In you know, you know, or some, just in some some other product where they they kind of reestablish them, they kind of refoot them in the films, mm -hmm. and then and then maybe that springboards into into other projects. You know, I feel like I would love to see like a you know a um, a, a defenders type movie, but it feels kind of. I don't know. It feels premature yeah, because oh, it yeah. feels like they're kind of being reborn as they're being like rewritten into this universe. Yeah. You're you're right that they existed in the MCU, but the because they were ignored by the MCU, there there are probably lots of people that have been watching the superhero movies that never touched the Netflix shows. Dude, you, so you're right. That's yeah. I mean, so then it's like we got to also think about the audience and you know, I mean the 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 Daredevil cameo you know, if someone knew Daredevil but hadn't watched the show, they probably would have picked up what happened in that scene in the apartment. But I think that, you know, some of the other lesser-known characters like Luke Cage or Jessica Jones, maybe, you know, whatever they do with Iron Fist, if they do anything with him, like, you know, bringing them in, like maybe Iron Fist shows up in the next Shang-Chi. Um, yeah. Or, you know, I mean, like, I, but I, I could see them kind of getting reintroductions. I think Kingpin's reintroduction is through Hawkeye. I think we haven't fully gotten Daredevils. We got them at Murdoch. They didn't even mention him by name, I don't think. They um, had to say Mr. Murdoch or something because, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't recall, actually. Yeah. And I've only seen it the one time. One of my customers came in today, and he had, this was his third time he had watched it was today. So, uh, you know, I, I want to get back to it, but I need to watch Ghostbusters because I got to talk. We got to talk to this guy about some GB. Um, man, yeah, the uh, – the kingpin stuff is is very fascinating. Here is my kingpin theory, and I've been I kind of ran this a little bit by Jordan yesterday. He has his own stuff, and I can't wait to to run this by you because I haven't talked to you about it yet. So, what if, what if the kingpin? Uh, obviously, he was going to stand trial, but then nearly all of the witnesses 
were snapped right, away. Right. Okay, I think that's obvious. Oh, yeah. But what if Fisk tries to take the out and he says, mm-hmm. okay, you know what? I don't need any of this. I'm going to go meet Vanessa in there because I think it'd be too easy to have Vanessa also be snapped. Right. So right. I think that maybe him and Vanessa, let's just say they're living in Tuscany. Yep. They're doing their thing. And then he starts hearing th- uh, rumors about the Ronin right. taking out yeah. other things. And it's just kind of giving him a, giving him an itch. Sure. Now, he wants to kind of get involved and maybe he's going to Ronin with information mm-hmm. to take out mm-hmm. the other lords. Oh. And kind of Clint's big shame is that he was working for the kingpin. That makes sense. And, you know, with the intention of like, oh, okay, like I'm going to come for the king after this is done. Right, But then he doesn't have to because he gets his family back. So like the kind of shame is like, oh, he didn't finish as the Ronin. Right. But he was also doing kingpin's dirty work, you know. And, you know, and that would fit because we know that that, I mean, if you need a bullseye replacement, Mm -hmm. Alec Boldman is still taking uh, – Yeah. <laughs> still working, right? <laughs> so, that guy wasn't even trying. No, yeah, man. Yeah, just gotcha. <laughs> just um, so I think that that could be a, a thing where, like, we're going to find out that Clint was actually working for Fisk. Right. That, that, that makes yeah. sense. That was makes that, a lot yeah. of sense, yeah. Um, what about you, Big Tuna? What do you think? My theory is that Kingpin is not one person but is, in fact, three small children <laughs> who are sitting on the shoulders <laughs> – of each other, the top one has alopecia. There oh, you go. Uh-huh. There you uh, go. My thought. So. Yeah. Okay. Really baggy clothes. <laughs> um, no, um, I really I like that idea of Kingpin supplying the names mm-hmm. and like, oh, it's it's taking pieces off the board. It's kind of you know, um, but also you know, I keep coming back to this thing with the watch. He's protecting a he's protecting a loved one. Is kind of like he's protecting someone. I think it's his wife. I think she never came to New York. She's been on the farm. Um, because she was either a previous hero or a previous villain, or she was a witness. She was somebody that really has to remain isolated. That's why everyone else went to New York. And uh, maybe the deal with Kingpin was, like, Kingpin knows I, I stay, like, if I if I leave you alone, you leave my family alone kind yeah. of thing. Uh, but now these paths have to cross. Yeah. Because of him seeing everything through with Kate, and now there's this collision course, and that's why he wanted to avoid. Uh, we just scared Roman away. So, um, uh, but, oh, I'm sorry. Who are you oh, talking? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> sorry, Dad. Um, but no, and so maybe, you know, maybe his frustration about wanting to keep the big guy out of it is because it could potentially blow back on his family. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's the one priority he's made ever since we learned he had a family is that his family is important and he's going to these extremes to, to get this watch back. And so I just feel like these threads are going to connect. I also think too, mama Bishop is uh, maybe uh, in deep with Kingpin. Maybe her dead husband was involved in some deals and through either through her security business or through her connections, like Kingpin's like he had a debt he didn't pay back. Now it's on you. Uh, and so, you know, so some of these things, maybe the stuff with the track suits and stuff, like, it's not Mama Bishop being bad. It's just her trying to protect her family. And that's going to empathize with Hawkeye a little bit because he's trying to protect his family as well. Interesting. Interesting. I love uh, getting Yelena in there. I thought in episode five when she's uh, having the dinner at Kate's, you mac know, and cheese. Uh, yeah, the mac and cheese night. Uh, what a great scene. Like, 
I think uh, Haley Steinfeld is not getting enough credit for that scene because she looks genuinely, like, terrified. Like, it's a little comedic, but at the same time, like, think about the night she's just had, the last couple days she's just had. Like, she knows that Yelena can kill her in, a, in any moment. Mm-hmm. And Yelena, I loved that they showed her being snapped away, that like, how so it was cool. for them. Like, it's literally them just coming back to where they exactly were which i know that we knew but i often forget about that yeah and the in the, the 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 best way that they showed that when we first saw the blip um was uh in um far in um, far from home mm-hmm. when they were do- at the very beginning of the movie yeah. and they showed like the marching band like everyone disappeared and then it's like a basketball game yeah and like they just show up and like collide with them like yeah i totally forgot that that's how it worked and it was super it was just once again another reminder of she's like oh my gosh i gotta go find my sister yeah because you know because it's like uh, like and so the disconnect between what had just happened how much time had passed what got her back you know, so that that was really well done. And it makes so much sense than why Hawkeye kept getting pushed because Black Widow kept getting pushed and we couldn't do Hawkeye without having uh, Yelena, yeah. you know, do her thing in, in Black Widow. So uh, very, I mean, dude, like I can only imagine the amount of stress Kevin Feige and, his, he, and he puts on his people. Like every all those producers, everybody. Um, and did you notice at the end uh, in the credits – um, there was a special thanks to Avi Arad. I did in yeah. the movie. Yeah, they it was were, like who had who yeah. who had the original vision behind yeah. this or something like that. Yeah, because Feige was Kevin was a uh, uh, Avi Arad's assistant mm. on on the first Spider Man yeah. movie. So, I, well, through through several of those films. So, I mean, he really is. He has been carrying on the torch. Um, oh my gosh, I don't know, guys. This Marvel has been. Getting us through the pandemic. You know, Disney, they've been getting us through the pandemic. Great shows, uh, great films, and, I mean, Spider-Man really set a very high bar for what needs to come. It's better than Black Widow. Uh, it's definitely better than Eternals. They do not stand on the same they're – not, they're not even on the same – they're not playing the same game. Uh, Eternals, hey, you haven't seen it yet either, have you? No. No, no yeah. I probably couldn't even tell you if I had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey guys, they're gonna miss. And even even if it was the worst movie ever, No Way Home is so good. Uh, you, we need to get out. We need to watch it again. Uh, I need to. I need to watch it again. I'm I'm so anxious because it's not gonna go on Disney Plus, right? Because none Probably of the Spider Man are. None of the Spider Man movies are on Disney Plus. So I'm actually gonna have to buy this one. Dang it! Oh man, kids, I think that's our show. Anybody have anything more profound they'd like to add to this? wonderful uh affair that is the mcu um if you like what we're doing please hit that subscribe button let us know what you think of the show below let us know what you thought of the movie and of the show of the uh of hawkeye and of no way home uh i cannot wait to see more so many characters so much going on i'm sure we'll revisit this because there's simply too much to discuss uh eric What's up? You have any final thoughts for us today, my hey, friend? Go, go watch Spider-Man. Watch Again. Spider-Man. Yeah, No Way Home, the sequel. If you watch it twice, it becomes No Way Home 2. Big Tuna? Uh, Roman, go see Ghostbusters. Yeah, there you go. I will watch Ghostbusters, I promise, at some point. Even if it's, you know, uh, late night with you cozied up with a hot cocoa Christmas Eve. Oh we'll see God. how it goes. With a little Stay puff marshmallows. Oh, my God. <laughs> we totally should because of caffeinated kids. That has been it. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you for listening. I've been your host, Roman Chavez. I'm still Eric Icarus. Tuna. The I tuna. Wait. I can't do that with this arm, actually. I just flop. Oh, uh, there, uh, I'm alive. Uh, 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 there, uh. dead. Thank you guys for watching. We'll catch you next time.